this content factory we call The Rich Eisen Show. This is The Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I can't tell you enough how much I love your show. With guest hosts Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison. Boom! Live. Boom! From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen brand is really hot. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and now, sitting in for Rich. We're ready for any challenge. Here's Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison. Welcome, everyone, to the Rich Eisen Show. I am Ben Lyons, and I'm very honored today to be joined by the pride of the Bay, the San Diego State legend, an absolute beast on the football field, and the only Oakland A's and San Francisco Giant fan on planet Earth, Kirk Morrison, friend of the show, joining us today. Oh, man, I get a little autumn wind joining us today. I appreciate it, man. Art over here in the studio giving me a little autumn wind for my days with the Raiders, man. But appreciate it. Uh, love to join you today, Ben. It's uh, it's great to be back with you. It's been a long time since uh, our, our our times at the Drake concert. At yes, the our past Center. first cross at a Drake <laughs> concert with our better halves, and we've been yeah. friends ever since. All good, brother. How you been? I'm doing well, man. I'm a fired up, uh, just like Raider Art over here is fired up to have you on the show because we've got a lot to get into today. Of course, we're going to talk some NFL. We've got Albert yeah. Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback coming up a little bit later on in the show and wanted to get into some big baseball news. Fernando oh, Tatis yeah. Jr. signing for every penny that exists down in, in San Diego. <laughs> we'll get into that and some interesting uh, story uh, behind the scenes about that historic deal for the young shortstop. But but this just handed to me. Breaking Ooh, news, like that. and that's why I love filling in for Rich. Really appreciate it as Rich is enjoying his vacation, is that you never know what you're going to get when you're making live radio, and here it is, breaking news, Philadelphia, the Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> They've agreed to trade Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts, C-O-L-T-S, in exchange for a bunch of picks. Kirk Morrison, breaking news, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. What say you? Um, honestly, this is what we expected, right? Like, let's be honest. Um, Carson Wentz didn't have the amount of suitors that people may have thought. We know the Philadelphia Eagles needed to get out of a contract. How would they get out of this contract that they gave Carson Wentz maybe too early? They gave it to him off what they felt he could have been or what he once showed, but yet he regressed in the last couple years and he became the scapegoat, scapegoat. We can say, oh, because of the players that he was working with, whatever it may be, just his time in Philadelphia when he was benched by his head coach at the time, Doug Peterson, I automatically knew that his days in Philadelphia were numbered. But then they fired Doug Peterson, and I said, oh, there's still a heartbeat. Okay, there's a heartbeat left for Carson Wentz because they're going to bring in a new head coach, and the way the NFL works is that they'll be the spin factor. It's going to be a competition competition between Wentz and Hurts and may the best man wins. But in reality, we're like, mm, that's not necessarily what's going to happen. That contract that they have for Carson Wentz is just far too much. And you've got a different option that is almost as effective, but cheaper. We knew that Carson Wentz was going to be gone. It was just about to where was he going to go? Was it going to be Chicago? Right? Was it going to be Indianapolis or maybe some other team out there who are willing to take on that contract? The stars aligned for Indianapolis. His former offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, was there, right? It, everything aligned for him to go to Indianapolis. And as much as Philadelphia tried 
right? As much as they try, Ben, they try to say, we're still taking on suitors. We're still haven't found the right deal. No, you ain't got no deal. Just be real. You didn't have no deal. You had the Indianapolis Colts giving you a couple of second rounders. Now, I'm still kind of whisking through what's going on. You got to help me out here because, like you said, this is breaking news, and I'm seeing that there's a third-round pick, then there's a second-round pick in this deal. It could turn into a first. So there's still the compensation for this deal I'm still trying to figure out. But at the end of the day, Ben, Carson Wentz is going to truly the only team that I felt he could have gone to to be traded by. I mean, to, to be traded to. He's Kirk Morrison. I'm Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Breaking news, Carson Wentz getting dealt to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a mm-hmm. conditional 2022 second-round pick that could turn into a first. If you're Philadelphia, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, if you're a and a, a diehard who used to sit in the 700 section at the vet. I, I find it really challenging this morning to be excited about this move when you don't have something coming back. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, are still don't know who their quarterback is going to be come September. You know, it's not going to be Carson Wentz. So maybe there's some joy there. However, without having a, a future face of the franchise right now, this morning, as this news is breaking, it, it, it might feel unsettling if you're an Eagles fan. They didn't get somebody back like the Rams did. The Rams traded the number one pick, Jared Goff. They got back a better quarterback in their eyes. They have something to sell their fan base on. Same with the Lions. Mm-hmm. The Lions moved on from somebody who'd been a staple of that franchise for a decade, and they have somebody they can go out and sell to their fan base. Who are the Eagles telling their fans is they're going to be their quarterback on opening day? That's a great point you brought up. Uh, it's it's got to be Jalen Hurts. It, it has to be. That That's the reason why you make this trade, obviously, is one of the reasons why. Okay, we know that ultimately it's the contract and you want to make sure you set your books um, because, honestly, right now the action in the NFL has been very slow right now, very quiet. And one of the big reasons why is because in a salary cap league that the NFL is, which makes it, I think, the greatest sport, um, I mean, in the history of sports. The I mean, salary cap bias. makes it a great sport? It is, absolutely. Fans because- are sitting on the sidelines, Kirk Morrison, and saying, yeah, <laughs> cap exemption. Oh, Only what? because as a former player, I never understood it because I want as much money as possible when I play. <laughs> but as a fan, as an analyst now, I get that everyone has a level playing field. We all got the same grocery list, and we got the same budget. Now, how you manage your budget, that is on you. How you manage your future, that is on you. But guess what? We're all working with the same budget, which makes for an exciting league because you don't have these dynasties that can be built. As much as we thought that we were going to crown the Kansas City Chiefs a dynasty, they got beat by a low-market team in Tampa, okay, with Tom Brady coming over. It just shows you that everyone can win in this league. And so I bring that up just because Jalen Hurts right now currently is the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Could they go out and draft a quarterback? Could they get a guy? Absolutely. But right now from what I saw last year, last season, 2020, Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter. It would be hard to beat him out. I think Philadelphia fans saw that when he went out there, he passed the eye test. Like when he went out there in a game, you're like, Oh, wait, wait, that that looks different. Wait, 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 wait. I, I want more of this guy. I like this guy. And you saw that there was times where it was like, 
we may have a future in this which made Carson Wicks, Carson Wentz expendable. So right now, currently as it sits, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback is is, is Jalen Hurts. But I think, but you brought up a great point though, Ben, is that because this is what we're going to do, and I don't have my red marker out yet, my red sharpie out yet, because we're going to grade the trade. Like, who won? Was it an A trade, a B trade? Who won the trade? Was it the golf trade in Stafford? Or was the trade that Carson Wentz that Philadelphia got uh, in return? Like, who is going to win? Because there's going to be some criticism behind this trade. Because, remember, we forget in 2016 the draft capital in which the Philadelphia Eagles spent, the Los Angeles Rams spent, to get these number one, number two overall quarterbacks. And just five years later, but look what's happened to both franchises since. The Philadelphia mm. Eagles have won a Super Bowl. The Correct. Los Angeles Rams have been to the Super Bowl. At the benefit of Carson Wentz? Not at, well, for, for <laughs> look, it's an entire season. And for, right. for that first two-thirds of it, it, had them rolling. But you're absolutely right. I think that's part of the reason why it didn't work out long-term and it never would work out long-term for right. Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. When you're a part of it but not really a part of it, it's just awkward. And awkward right. doesn't lead to success. Um, and, and I think with the Philadelphia Eagles, if you're a fan this morning and you're hearing the news while you might be excited to move on from Wentz, I think there's still some uneasiness within you because of the Sudman game at the end of the year, week 17, if Jalen hurts really is the guy, what better way to have him grow than to give him an opportunity in the last week of the season to have a game winning drive in the fourth quarter and, and manage that comeback against I think it was the Washington football team, or I forget yeah. who they were playing. I think it yeah, was Washington. Week 17, Washington yeah. football team. I just, remember, I just remember my father sitting there as a Giants fan, just cursing, and Sudman has now become an <laughs> expletive in our, in our household. Uh, but, uh, you know, now you're looking at the Indianapolis Colts' perspective on this trade. Right. Is Carson Wentz enough to get them over the top in the AFC? It's been talked about for the last two years now how great their defense is, how great the line is. How, how much success you saw last year that Philip Rivers was able to have with them coming in and, and and getting them back in the postseason and stabilizing their organization after the uh, surprise of of that's really what it was of of Andrew Luck because that was never the plan of him retiring. Right. So if I'm Indianapolis this morning, do I feel like I got the guy? Whew, that's gonna be a uh, that's the big question. Right. Do you have a guy that you think that you can bring him back to the MVP caliber of quarterback that he was back in, uh, I believe, what, 2017? Right. His second year in the league. And this dude had kind of took the league by storm. It was, you know, Pennsylvania, right? We can't forget about how good he was until I like Wade County down in Miami more than I like Pennsylvania. <laughs> you didn't like Pennsylvania? I'm, not, I'm not really into Pennsylvania. I like because <laughs> I, I like Wade County. That one works for me. I got you. I got you. I'm still a fan of Manny Wood when he when Manny Ramirez came to Hollywood. So that was pretty cool. Um, but. I mean, when you have those types of nicknames, it just goes to show how you can take on a city because of your play. Your play gives you these nicknames, and we're, we're, we're excited to see what you can do. And he was playing at an unbelievable high level, and then the injury came. And then once the injury came, we saw Nick Foles insert himself into the lineup, and, you know, obviously they go on, they win a Super Bowl. And, but he never truly has recovered. We've seen glimpses. We just haven't con- seen that consistent play. And in the NFL, it's all about consistency. Like, we see all these contracts that are flowing around, and, and, and that's great. But in a league, is that it's all about what have you done for me lately. That's what the NFL is. 
Like, what have you done for me lately? You sign your name on a dotted line for a new contract. It's like, wow. But in a performance-based business, if you don't perform, you will not be compensated anymore. We will trade you. We will move you on. That's the job of general managers. And that's the win for Philadelphia in this situation is because moving that Wentz deal, uh, and we're going to have Albert Breer coming on at, at, at a little bit, about 10 minutes or so from Monday morning quarterback, to, you know, moving contracts, that's a challenge. Forget even the, <laughs> the, the player and evaluating his inconsistent play yeah. just from a sheer numbers perspective, moving that amount of money <laughs> is a real challenge in the NFL, no matter who it's attached to. Yeah, uh, so yeah. the, the fact that Philadelphia is able to do that today with the news breaking that Carson Wentz has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a bunch of picks uh, is a big win for them. That's, that's what they're getting in the trade. Right. But Indianapolis though, I don't know if they feel like they have the guy. It's an, they have, it's an, it's an improvement because they have nobody right now. So they had to fill the position with Philip Rivers retiring. It's, but I don't know if you feel inspired this morning as a Colts fan thinking, okay, we've got enough to get it done in the AFC. <laughs> Is Carson Wentz like the GameStop stock? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just being real because that's – you mentioned when you start talking about salary – I mean, with I don't think they're going to make movies about Carson Wentz in 10 years. <laughs> I'm just asking. Adam McKay is not telling the Carson Wentz story. Maybe. I'm telling people because if we're looking at Carson Wentz as a stock, right, when he first came into the league, it was a stock, and that thing was moving in the right direction. It was pointing upward. Then all of a sudden we started to see the little heartbeat where it would go up and down, up and down, and that's where it's been. Indianapolis Colts fans are hoping that thing shoots right back up because they have to because they're a team that he's going to a playoff team. He's not like he's just, oh, I'm getting traded to a team that has not done anything, and they're asking me to come in and be the everything. No, they're asking him just to be a piece. They're, just come to our culture, our piece that we've already have. We've already got things established, but we just need a signal caller who can come in and just not lose the game for. They got, a, I think, one of a, a, a hell of a defense, you know, led by Darius Leonard. A lot of guys who they've drafted now starting to pan out. An offensive line for Carson Wentz that he can finally stand in the pocket, throw the football, not feel like he's got to flood the pocket or run, run to the outside. He doesn't have to go out and try to make the big play. Just make the right play. That's what the, the Indianapolis Colts fans are hoping. And look, they're in a division that's not going to – there's nobody that truly scares you in that division. Jacksonville is going to be sort of in a rebuild with Urban Meyer. You think about Tennessee, they've been, you know, obviously AFC championship last year, and they got bounced in the first round this year by the, by the Baltimore Ravens. But I, I don't see that them being a team that's just going to literally take off. And then I don't even want to talk about the, this, this, the, the dumpster fire right now with the Texans franchise right now. But it's a good position for Carson Wentz to be in. But also, too, let's be honest, man. Carson Wentz went to North Dakota State. Now, look, I've been to Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, full disclosure, been up there. I've stayed at the Candlewood Suites right down next to campus. Great place. Been to the Fargo Dome. One thing I know up there, it doesn't have the same media, media attention as Philadelphia. Some quarterbacks can take it, some can't. And for me, ultimately, this may be best for him, the person, to just be able to go play football and not have to worry about what the Philadelphia media, everyone was really harping on him. I think it got to him. I think this is better. This is better for him. This is a better fit for him, the person, more so than the player, Ben. Kirk Morrison joining the show. Ben Lyons filling in as well for Rich Eisen. Kirk will be here all day today and tomorrow. And 
you know, you're, you're absolutely right in talking about the mental aspect of this mm-hmm. for Carson Wentz. He's had his physical ailments that have right. been nagging ever since the big injury and, and that caused him to miss the Super Bowl run. But a change of scenery, uh, a, a familiar face as well, and, and your old coordinator is now your coach, uh, will probably do wonders for him. Um, and I, I think, it, you know, a theme to this entire week, sitting in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show, has been player mobility and how oh. great this is for the league. The Indianapolis Colts become the most interesting story in football today. When does that happen? That hasn't happened since <laughs> since, the, since the Flake Gate. <laughs> so I'll throw, yeah, I throw when they when they uh, when they let happen Peyton and you know Mr. Ursay they had to you know so right ways. so so yeah. it, it just it continues to create interest. It con- con- continues to create intrigue. We uh we had Andrew Brandt on top of the week and he said that you know Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, these guys probably aren't going to be moving. And I think it's a detriment to the sport. I think I think the NFL would be even bigger if that's even possible. But I think, you know, you're seeing the moves of Stafford and Goff and the rumors around Watson and now the move of Wentz really create a football hot stove, a football offseason of intrigue that keeps fans engaged and keeps storylines moving. Now, maybe there is a quarterback competition in Philadelphia. Maybe they do go out and draft somebody. Maybe they do go out and get a Teddy Bridgewater off uh, as a free agent or somebody for a one-year gap and you have a competition. So there's a lot to be said for the NFL taking a page out of the NBA's book and Mm. getting these guys moving teams. The fact that both Jared Goff and Carson Wentz are already out of their situations as number one and number two (laughs) picks just a few years ago speaks volumes to the change in culture. Would you have wanted to get out of Oakland any sooner than when you did? Um, After year two, after year three, (laughs) of just just dominating and and being a top five staple in the league in tackles, did you ever think, oh, let me try and get out of here? The crazy part is, Ben, I just wanted to get to my extension. And Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, both did not make it to their extensions. They essentially just played out their rookie deals. Four years and in the fifth-year option. They were both going on year six, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. So finally, they'll see their extensions, but it will not be with the original teams that drafted them. That's how it is for me. What I want to leave, yeah, if I can get to my extension money, yeah, that's what the NBA is trying to make these long contracts and the NFL has done it. But ultimately, this may be a wise tale for some NFL team saying, do we reward these guys early like the Eagles did, like the Rams did? Or do we say, you know what? We let it play out. But if you let it play out, you look at what's going on in Dallas with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. It's like, hey, that, that number keeps going up. And actually, you need that guy. So it's, it's, that's what makes the NFL unique because everybody does it differently. We're going to get into it next with Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison sitting in for Rich today. Got a big show today. Big, big show. Want to get into this Fernando Tatis Jr. contract. 14 years, Kirk? $340 million? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 22 years old? (laughs) Wow. The future of baseball. We'll get into that. Uh, plus, we got Lamorne Morris from New Girl and Woke. He's checking in. The biggest LeBron fan on the planet, not named Savannah. Jared Greenberg is going to be calling in as well. Quentin Richardson's going to be talking a lot of hoops on the backside of the show. But right now, I want to get into it with Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback because breaking news, Albert, Carson Wentz has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. What's your first thoughts when you hear that Philadelphia is moving on from Carson Wentz? Well, you know, you think about like how much they invested in him. Obviously, it wasn't just, um, you know, it wasn't just, uh, you know, like the contract. It's the amount of draft picks, it's the time. Um, it was the decision to move on from Nick Foles when they did. Um, it's just, I mean, for the last five years, so many things in Philadelphia have centered on, on Carson Wentz. And so pulling the plug on that, which, you know, clearly they made the decision to do that a few weeks ago, um, was – you know, I, I think it's the first thing that sort of pops into your head. Um, and then, you know, I think it's it's Wentz getting what he wants here. He was able to sort of steer this towards Indianapolis. He wanted a reunion with Frank Reich. You know, and then I think it's also the Colts being in this position as a result of the Andrew Luck situation a couple of years ago. And they're still feeling the effects of it to the point where they've got to give up some big capital to take on what, at this point, is a wrestling project. So I just think it's sort of, a bundle of different things and different circumstances that came together to make this one happen. You know, Albert, I mean, honestly, let's be, let's be real. Like, there was no other true suitors for a guy like Carson Wentz. It was really all about who? It was all about the Annapolis Colts because of the ties that you just mentioned. Was there mm-hmm. any thought that possibly Chicago could have really entered or been a, 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 um, a strong suit for the trade? Or is it just really just about the Indianapolis Colts finally 
Philadelphia saying, you know what, all right, this is the best that we're going to get. We'll go ahead and we'll take it. No, they were deep in it. I mean, the Bears were there. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, uh, I, you know, they were willing to they were willing to take on the reclamation project. I think as much as anything else, Kirk, it was, um, you know, in this case, Carson Wentz wanting to go to Indianapolis um, and wanting to reunite with um, with Frank Reich. And I and I think there's a lot of common sense reasons why you'd want to go to Indianapolis over Chicago too. Um, and you know, we can really just start with you know, I think the the the, stru- the organizational structure and where they are. Um, you know Chris Ballard and Frank Reich are going to be there for the foreseeable future. We don't know that about the people in Chicago. Um, look at the, the, the young sounding talent on the, on the Colts roster. I mean, they look like they're going to be good for some time to come, whereas the Bears seem like the window might be closing, the number one receiver. Um, Allen Robinson's a free agent. They have um, issues in their offensive line. And so, I, you know, Kirk, I just think for like a lot of common sense reasons, um, you know, Carson Wentz was going to do whatever he could to try to get to Indianapolis. And, and I, and I think that that's pretty obvious. If you look at the situation of the two teams that were most deeply involved, the Colts and the bears that, um, you know, very much, you know, it's very easy to see why, why, why Wentz would prefer Indianapolis over Chicago. Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback joins the show. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And Albert, a big theme this week on this show has been player mobility in the NFL and how it really galvanizes fans during the offseason and creates excitement and really helps the league in general. Taking a page out of the NBA's book, which seems to have such fluid player mobility, just moving a contract of the magnitude of Carson Wentz's in that sport is a, a tremendous accomplishment. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Where do the dominoes fall next in the player mobility conversation in the NFL offseason? I think the next quarterback we're going to be talking about is probably Sam Darnold. That would be my guess right now. Now, teams have called um, the Jets on Darnold, and, um, you know, to this point, they've gotten a give us some time sort of answer um, where, you know, they're evaluating. Um, the quarterbacks in the draft, their coaches are right now. And, um, you know, so I think going through that process can be a big part of the decision-making process. They feel like there's somebody worth taking with the second overall pick. And if, if that guy's there, you know, then Sam Darnold probably becomes available. So, um, you know, my sense is that Sam Darnold will probably wind up being available at some point the next month. I, I don't know when. And I can't say for sure that, you know, they won't, you know, eventually get through the quarterback class and say, we're better with Darnold. It just feels like the momentum's going in the other direction. So I think Darnold would be the next name to move. Um, you know, and then, you know, you're talking about guys like Marcus Mariota, like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like Andy Dalton. Um, you know, they could be available some in free agency, some by a trade. Um, and obviously Deshaun Watson is, is looming over all of this. But, you know, to this point, the, the Watson situation seems to be sort of at a standstill. So I'd say Darnold's probably next, and then, you know, we get into some, I'd say, lesser names after that. Albert Breer joins the show Monday morning quarterback. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, Albert, um, we know that the salary cap right now is, is, is supposed to be about $180 million. Could go up, maybe a couple million here or there. Um, how does that affect J.J. Watt and teams who are trying to pursue him? Because right now, uh, I brought this analogy up to, to Ben earlier, is that the NFL, everyone has the same grocery list, and we all work with the same budget, but yet we don't know what that budget will be like, and how could I 
you know, put funds to the side. Knowing- the gluten-free stuff's always more expensive. I don't know why. Well, I don't know how gluten-free J.J. Watt is, but with with this salary cap that is going to be much lower than in years past, obviously we know with the pandemic, what does that do for suitors for J.J. Watt, but then also for those other midline veterans, such as myself at one time, okay, Albert? Well, it's, it's going to be, I think, just an exodus in a couple of weeks when the league year finally starts. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it's going to kind of – they wind up going back to what happens with the television deals and if the television deals get done in the next two or three weeks. If the TV deals get done, then I think owners will be a little bit more flexible um, in talking about what they want to do with the salary cap and, and more flexible in borrowing back from future years to try to make the cap flat. Um, you know, and, and so I think we're sort of at a standstill until we figure out what's happening with the television negotiations and ultimately they set the, the, the salary cap. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, like you said, Kirk, there are a bunch of guys who are, I think, middle-class type players um, that are waiting on this. And, um, you know, so for a guy like J.J. Watt, there's definitely a risk in taking a deal now in um, knowing, you know, maybe there will be a couple more suitors if I wait three or four weeks. The flip side is you wait three or four weeks, now there are a lot more players out there on the market. So it's complicated for all the guys involved and, um, and look, I think that there is some motivation for the league to get the TV deals done and to try to get the salary cap back as close to 198.2 million as they possibly can. Um, because, like you just said, Kirk, like the, the part of the thing and part of the whole deal is going to be, well, if the cap goes way down, that means veterans are going to get cut. That means the market's going to be flooded. That means not only those veterans are hurt by it, but free agents are hurt by it. And ultimately, you know, for team builders, it's not a very good thing either because now you're talking about having to reckon with some things on your roster that you weren't planning to have to reckon with. So um, I think there's a motivation out there to get the deal done, um, to get the TV deals done, and, and for obvious reasons beyond salary cap. But I think a benefit for the league would be, you know, having a, having an ability to maybe get the cap a little bit closer to where it was this year, which is going to save a lot of jobs and I think help people on the free agent market. Albert Breer joins the show Monday morning quarterback Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich and Albert audiences on this show and countless other media platforms over the years have appreciated your insights about the NFL. And as you mentioned, if we are at a standstill, you might have some time to unwind, decompress. What do you like to do to get away from football, Albert? <laughs> um, well, my kids, my kids weren't so small right now. I would go skiing. Uh, <laughs> that's the best way for me to clear my head after the season ends. Um, you know, I, I always tell people this. So, like, you know, at the end of the season, I mean, it slows down a little. But normally, we'd have the combine a couple weeks after the season ends, and then that flows right into free agency, which flows right into draft season. And really, like, our downtime isn't the end of the season so much as it is. I would say it's slower in like May and June um, after the draft. And then it sort of dies where you actually do have time off at the end of June and beginning of July. So, um, you know, it's nice to have my weekends back. That's really the biggest difference now, but it's not real time off. Um, So if I had time to do stuff now, I'd probably, I'd probably be skiing somewhere. uh, If my kids were old enough to go with me. Um, you know, so, and, and, and I think you guys know too. I mean, so much of my time is taken up by my kids anyway. So when I'm not working, I'm like 
at a hockey practice somewhere or something like that. <laughs> well, we appreciate you taking some time out of uh, out of your busy schedule, and I hope you do find some time soon to get up on the slopes or even this summer. Just go for a long yeah. hike. You know, it's a little meditation, yeah. Albert, and just kind of unwind, decompress, because football never yeah, stops. Yeah, well, I, pre- I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> I hope I'll have the chance to. Thanks for coming Albert, on Albert the show. I'm trying to enter the X Games. I know what Albert wants to do. Man. He's trying <laughs> yeah, to go right. skiing. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. All so, right. Thank Albert, you. Beer, uh, Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison uh, filling in. And it's not only NFL you know, hot stove season, it's the uh, Major League Baseball offseason. And the news broke of Fernando Tatis Jr., signing a $340 million contract over 14 years. He's just 22 years old. It's the third highest deal in all of baseball. Uh, Being that you're the only San Francisco Giant and Oakland A's fan on the planet, (laughs) and you went to college in San Diego, what does it mean to have Tatis Jr. here on the West Coast all the way up until I'm in my mid-50s, which is pretty insane? I think, first of all, it's great. Um, and, you know, I still spend a lot of time down in San Diego. You know, me and the family go down, and we got a place down there. So still play, pay some city taxes down there in San Diego. So <laughs> a buddy of mine always told me this, Ben. He said, if you pay, for, you pay city taxes in that city, you, you, it's okay to root for that team. So it's like I'm a closeted San Diego Padres fan. Does that make sense? Because you want to see your tax dollars work for you? You just support. love the gas lamp. I just a Friday night <laughs> crushing the gas lamp. You got a babysitter. You got no no worries. Hey, man. It, it, Go it's see crazy. Tatis over there at the ballpark right in downtown. I mean, I was there at the first games at Petco Park when it was built, right? It was my San Diego State Aztecs and, and Tony Gwynn Sr. and Jr. playing down there. Um, and so I've always loved to go to the ballpark down there, Petco. You mentioned it's a great atmosphere, but it's been sort of dead in the last, you know, I would say 10 to 15 years. But what it's looked like over the last two seasons, obviously with Hosmer coming over, with Machado coming over, and Tatis on only his second year, I'm telling you, like, I want to go to the ballpark just because of Fernando Tatis. Like, I am going to see something. And, look, I'm not trying to take a, a dig at, at Mike Trout, but Mike Trout is a very routine baseball player. He's going to come up. He'll hit a home run. He'll do that. But you won't get – you know, you, you get a little emotion here and there. But with Tatis, man, I'm going to get a lot of flair. I'm going to get a bat flip. I'm going to get an amazing play at shortstop deep in the hole. I'm going to get a, a, a home run off, the, off the, uh, the warehouse building in left field. Like, there are so many things that can happen in a Tatis game – that this is what the city needed. It's okay now to balloon that salary cap. I mean, I mean their, their, their payroll out of the roof. They're paying three guys a ton of money, right? But this is what happens when you get a taste of winning. But then also, two in that own division, I mean, the L.A. Dodgers are right there. You got to compete, right? You got to compete with the Joneses. No, it's, it's, it's definitely a big-time move. And there's another part of this story that I really want to get into uh, with you next because not only does Tati sign the deal – But now he's got some people that he's got to pay out and an unusual business that's been developing in baseball for some time now. Really curious to get your perspective on it. We're going to get into that next. Plus, we got Lamorne Morris coming up in about 50 minutes right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores, or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the rich eisen show Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in today for Rich Eisen. And we can't thank you enough for spending part of your day with us, hanging out on a big, big day. Lots of breaking news. Carson Wentz going to the Colts, of course, top of mind. But we're talking about this Fernando Tatis Jr. contract, $340 million for the 22-year-old shortstop, the San Diego Padres. But it's really interesting to me, Kirk, and I didn't know this about baseball. I had no idea that this business existed. It exists in golf where people sponsor young prospects in the hopes that when they become pros and become big time earners on the PGA tour, they get a kickback of that. And sometimes it can be problematic. There can be some discrepancies of how much is owed for sponsoring a player at a certain time. Most recently, Tony Finau on the PGA tour was being sued this fall for more than $16 million by a former business associate who claimed that he sponsored him early on in his career and was entitled to a certain amount of winnings as a result. Well, this comes into play with the Tatis Jr. signing because Michael Schweimer, who's a former Philadelphia Phillies pitcher, uh, is somebody who started a business in Las Vegas. He's the CEO of Big League Advance, a group that gives young prospects upfront cash in exchange for a cut of all their future MLB earnings. Tatis Jr. was one of his guys. Now, it didn't say about what percentage he's owed or how much he fronted him at what time, but if he's owed anywhere between 1% and 10%, which is kind of the industry standard, if it's 5%, let's say, well, then that's $17 million kickback on this Tatis deal. So this big-time business, you know, what are your thoughts when you hear that these young prospects in baseball are getting floated large sums of cash at a time in their not in their life when they aren't getting paid big time money in the hopes that years later, the people who are making those investments, well, they're going to get a kickback. Well, Ben, I felt like we've seen this in other sports though, right? Haven't we seen this in basketball before? Um, and there's a reason now they have the one and done rule. We've seen how many times have we seen 
not necessarily an investment company like this, but more so an agent. Hey, man, I'll front you a little bit here. I'll give you a couple hundred thousand. And, you know, when that first contract comes out, instead of my 3%, I may take 5% or I may take this. We see this all the time. But what happens is it was always sort of under the table. Now it's out front. Now you're seeing people, and I saw a name in there, uh, uh, Dee Podesta, the general manager of the Baltimore Ravens. It looks like he was one of the investors in there. And so it, it's, it sounds good because you're investing in the future of youth, right? But then we don't talk about the guys who possibly may never reach that plateau when it may, may never reach that pinnacle of their career or get to that big contract. So to me, I, I understand it. Um, it's also you're, you're asking players to take money at a time in which they may not have a lot. And so it's weird for me to see Tatis Jr. Take this amount knowing, you know, and I don't know his family history in terms of financials, but I know his dad played in major league baseball from 97 to 2010. And I'm like, I know he wasn't making peanuts, but I would think I can give my son a little something or he could take a loan and help him out. So for me, I'm just always worried about for the guys who don't make it, for the ones who take this lump sum of money, hoping to get that contract. But what happens due to injury? What happens due to unforeseen circumstances? Well, it seems like from this deal, from big league advance, they're the ones who lose out, not the player. If you're some, if you're the next Todd Van Poppel or Brian Taylor, (laughs) those are prospects from many moons ago that I remember uh, being a big deal that never ultimately really panned out. Right. At least you get your hundred grand. At least you get your two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you can live comfortably and train while you do pursue your dreams. And if you do fall short, well, then it seems like it's big league advance that's on the hook. I mean, they've already invested. $156 million into players. That initial $26 million round in a second series of $130 million into a number of different players over the years because of the way baseball teams control the early portion of a player's career. It's going to be a long time before Big League Advance really sees the returns. I mentioned the $17 million possible commission on the Tatis deal. Well, that's over the 14 years. So, You know, it's big business. The idea of young players getting money in advance to keep them comfortable and keep them pursuing their dreams in a way that makes sense. I suppose I'm down with it. It's better. It's not in the shadows. And like you said, the handshake (laughs) deals that you often find in your sport. I mean, how you how how a player of your caliber ended up in San Diego State. I don't know how many (laughs) handshakes, Kirk. Went into that, but oh, you just got to be 198 pounds soaking wet, telling people you're a linebacker. I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, right. Um, eventually, I grew into a linebacker, but Ben, this only works in certain sports, though, right? This only works in the NBA. This only works, you know, in Major League Baseball. We're talking about guaranteed contracts. You, you, you probably wouldn't see players like this um, in the NFL. Um, I was looking at something the other day. Um, I I was watching a clip and, you know, I'm browsing Instagram or the Internet, whatever I'm looking at. And it was an interview given by Shannon Sharp and it was Adrian Peterson. And it really brought up the notion that Adrian Peterson was probably in my I would say in my era, the one person that people thought could have went from high school straight to the NFL. Right. I was also a part of, you know, Maurice Claret, who tried to declare after two years at Ohio State. 
Could he have played in the NFL? He sure could have, but we know the the NFL and their antitrust agreement in, in terms of not allowing uh, guys to play in the NFL unless they're three years removed from high school. That is the NFL rule. It has been fought. It has not changed. It will stay the same. But I thought about it that Adrian Peterson had he just said, you know what, I'm going straight to the NFL. Ben, he, I think he would have been successful. But think about if high school kids could have that opportunity, right? We've seen like a Trevor Lawrence. We knew from the beginning Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL this year, all right? But we knew Trevor Lawrence before he even got to Clemson, that guy will be the number one pick in three years. I would invest in a Trevor Lawrence three years ago if there was a possibility to do that. But it just doesn't happen as much in the NFL as much as you can see it in the NBA. We knew Zion was we knew Zion was going to be the biggest thing, you know, since he was like 14 years old, jumping out of the gym. Like LeBron, same thing. Like there's it's easier in the NBA than I think even in Major League Baseball because you know within five minutes of going to an AAU tournament that that guy is special. Baseball, you may have to wait a while, right? You got to wait nine innings to see what's going on. NBA or I mean, just basketball, you can go see a guy run up and down the court five times and you're like, oh, yeah, that he, he's better than the rest of these guys around here. Kirk Morrison, Ben Lyons, filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, here was Nick Swisher on the show yesterday talking about the future of baseball, the next, uh, the ne- you know, the next generation of young stars. Here's my man Swish. You know, I think that's where Major League Baseball, we need to do our part to get our game back, right? We need to keep growing our game, right? Bring it to the youth, right? Like get more kids involved. So I think that, you know, yeah, you can say we missed out on an opportunity, but I think everybody's missing out on opportunities right now. And until we can get back on track and everybody does their part, you know, it feels like we're kind of in that that same situation. So I think to be able to grow the game globally, baby, this pandemic has definitely put uh, ice on that for a minute. But at the end of the day, man, you know, in my mind, baseball is one of the greatest games in the world. And to be able to grow that globally, I think will definitely happen for sure. And he was talking about the London trip too, uh, two years ago where I saw Nick. I went with my dad, who's a big Red Sox fan. And we went over there for Red Sox Yankees. And that was a yeah. huge moment for the game to grow globally. Correct. And now you look at Tatis, you know, uh, an international star, uh, Tatis Jr. In a, in a market like San Diego that, that that's, you know, close to the border. Like you've got a lot of great things going for this deal. So not only is this organization big league advance investing in the player, they're really to Nick's point, like investing in the sport, like Fernando Tatis is junior is being set up to be the, the next big star in baseball. He's already in commercials and, and he's out there in a big way. So it's an investment in the future of the sport as much as it is the player. Well, full disclosure. Um, I got lured in Ben. I got lured in. Um, my wife asked me, Hey, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, I don't really need much, you know what I mean? But I got lured into, I need a PS5, right? I need the PS5. I need the PlayStation 5. I want it. Even though I'm not a gamer, right? I'm not a gamer. But yet, you know what, Ben? I said, you know what? I'll get a PS5. So I got a PS5. And they asked you, hey, what games would you like? For me, just the regular sports games. Give me the football game, a Madden 21. Give me the NBA 2K. But when's the baseball game come out? Oh, it's coming out in the next couple months. Just so happens, he's only been in the league for two years. Guess who's on the cover of MLB The Show? Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. I want that game more now today than maybe when I first got my PS5 a couple months ago because 
this to your point, this is what marketing does. This is the most exciting player in baseball right now. And with guys like Dustin Pedroia and all those guys who are a little bit older now starting to fade away, retire, move on, taking the game back is the Tatis Juniors, the guys who give you a little bit more and sort of play the game the way I grew up playing it, Ben. So wait, so you're telling me that not player. only are you a San Francisco Giants fan, an Oakland A's fan, but now you're a San Diego Padres fan? Just basically everybody but the Dodgers in Southern California? And Mike Trout, you already hated on him. Yeah, I, you know what? I even got a Colorado Rockies hat, too. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> done. All right, we're done with the baseball talk for now. Shout out to Tatis Jr. We wish him well. Congratulations. But let's get into this Carson Wentz trade next. Want to hear from you. 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-RICH. Breaking news. Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. We'll take your calls next. It's Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich Eisen on The Rich Eisen Show. 